I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Roethlisberger says we all just basically need to chill, that everything's going to be okay. The Steelers have got this thing. It's all under control. Just wait. We'll figure it out. We got this. I'm not so easily swayed. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this, the newly reborn DK Sports Radio podcasting network. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I've also got Daily Shots every day of Penguins and Pirates. Hope you can check those out as well. Ben Roethlisberger's weekly session with us evil reporter types was yesterday before the Steelers' practice on the south side, and he took the opportunity in a very Ben kind of way to address what I'm sure he and all of the people inside that building are feeling right now, which is that a lot of us are really wondering where this team is headed, if anywhere. And well, here's first, here's what Ben had to say. Yeah. You know, it's, it's something that you have, you know, there's a lot of outside noise, right? And and deservedly so we haven't played well. We've lost two in a row. Um, the fans are getting anxious. The talking heads are doing what they're supposed to do and talk bad about us and, and, and all that stuff, which is, you know, we, we've earned it and deserved it recently. What I would tell guys and in, in the mindset and the approach that I'm taking is it's, it's not the end of the world. We've got three games left in the regular season. We have guaranteed our spot, uh, ourselves a chance in the playoffs. So we, we, we're in the postseason. We have three weeks now to get it going, to turn it around, to give ourselves the best chance to, to reach our ultimate goal, which is winning a Super Bowl. Um, if we were starting the postseason tomorrow, um, you know, maybe there'd be a little bit more panic on our part. You know, like we got to get something figured out right now. Well, we need to get it figured out now. But the good thing is we know we've got games after these next three. And the teams that we're playing are two divisional opponents. And the third one is, is, a, is a playoff caliber or in the playoffs, too, most likely. So what a great test for us to kind of get some pre um, postseason. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but pre postseason work in by playing um, these last three games. And, and so that's what I just would reiterate to these guys is we still have some work to do to kind of get ourselves out of this lull that we're in, because um, like you say, every team has them. It's just, it's just so happening that ours is, is happening right now, but it's not too late for us. That's fine. He's the quarterback. He's the 17 year fixture of the franchise. He has absolutely the right to speak directly to fandom that way, to seek out their support, to hope that everybody's still pulling in the same direction. It's not the same, obviously, as trying to get the crowd behind you in stadiums, since you know fans can't go into stadiums anymore. 
but players do feel it. They're not so much out and about because of the restrictions they have in their in their own world right now with coronavirus, but you feel it. You hear it. They're on social media. They listen to the radio. They read. They know what the vibe is. And the vibe itself might be as much of a threat to the Steelers at the moment as anything that's actually tangible. However, however, if the quarterback really, really wants to make everyone feel all warm and fuzzy about the state of the Steelers and to continue to feel confidence that this team could contend for the Super Bowl, which is absolutely everyone's right to feel when a team starts an NFL season 11-0, and then there's going to have to be some tangible elements to this as well. This portion of Daily Shot is brought to you by Warrior Alpaca Socks. What makes Warrior Alpaca Socks different is the alpaca fiber used in their construction. It's stronger, softer, far less irritating to the skin, more breathable and warmer than wool. Warrior Alpaca Socks are hypoallergenic. All day wear socks with a wide variety of styles and colors. Treat yourself or someone you love to a little bit of comfort this holiday season with a pair of socks from WarriorAlpacaSocks.com. When you go there, this is important, use code DK to receive 15% off your first order. Again, that's WarriorAlpacaSocks.com using the code DK. It's an offer just for our podcast listeners. What could Ben do tangibly to make everyone feel better? Well, let's start with this. In this game against Cincinnati, that's coming up on Monday night, worry about something other than the outcome. Yes, of course, beat the Bengals. Yes, of course, clinch the AFC North. Use that alone as something of a launching pad to reset everyone's calibration. Do you know what I mean? Uh, The Steelers could use something to feel good about. Beating the Bengals in and of itself won't be that, but winning a division title always is and always should be. The AFC North is a really, really, really big deal to all four teams in the AFC North, and it should be. That's one thing. Here's another. When you're in the meeting rooms this week with Randy Feetner and everyone else who's involved in constructing and coordinating the offense, set up a game plan that involves almost nothing but intermediate and deep passing. If you lose the game to the Bengals, but you were able to figure this out or even just make progress with it, I am telling you it would be worth it. It won't happen, meaning the loss. But the priority absolutely has to be on finding a way to back all those safeties off the line of scrimmage, get some of those linebackers that are right up against their defensive fronts to back off the line of scrimmage. That will not happen by trying to pound them into submission, especially not with this offensive line being able to run block. It will happen by throwing the ball downfield. 
we can look at Ben all we want when it comes to this facet of the game and say, well, what about his elbow and what about his ability as a plant and everything else? And some of that's legit. He's misfiring on some of his passes. What I see that's a more dominant trait than that when it comes to this team's inability to connect downfield are these routes. Look at the route tree that you're seeing from the individual receivers. And I'm not referring to tight end here. I'm talking about the wide receivers. The Steelers can put four wides out on the field. And when you watch the play, and I'm talking about that all-22 film that pans back and you see the entire field, you see everyone, you see everything that's going on. You won't see a lot of open targets. Ben's not missing guys. He's not failing to notice people who are open. What you're seeing is receivers who aren't open. There are advanced analytics to support this sort of thing, uh, degree of separation per target and stuff like that. I'm not a big believer in those yet, only because I don't believe in the data yet. I don't know that there's that much work going into it, that it's that accurate. But if you do believe in it, it only supports the case I'm making here. The only receiver that's getting any kind of separation is Deontay Johnson. And boy, if you're the opposition, he's the guy you want open right now, right? That has to change. That has to change. I'm not in their rooms. I don't know who all would communicate with someone else to make this better. But if this is just Feetner and Ben in a room and maybe Matt Canada, that might not be enough. Get the wide receivers in. Get the wide receivers coach in. Get Mike Tomlin in. Get the defensive guys in. Do whatever it takes to talk about why these receivers aren't open downfield. And they aren't. That would mean more than any outcome Monday night. If Ben's worried about what everyone's thinking. Just picture the Steelers just flinging the ball Monday night. And how much differently you'll feel about this football team and where it's headed. Just that alone. Here's another thing Ben can do to make everyone feel better. This also is tangible. Move around a little bit. Hold the ball a little bit. There's a a sense that I get when I'm covering these games as I watch him that, yeah, he wants to move the ball out quickly because there are quick slants, but there's another sense that I get that he just wants to move the ball out before he gets hit. He's 38. I get that. Actually, at any age, nobody wants to get hit. Even young Ben, who had tacklers falling off of him left and right, didn't like getting hit. Nobody does. But there's a little bit of an extra reluctance to it, and there's a part of me that that has wondered throughout the season to what degree that has impacted the Steelers' downfield passing game. Because if he doesn't want to hang in there, if he doesn't want to uh, roll out or step up in the pocket, then that's going to have a dramatic impact on those numbers. Think about some of the, the handful of better plays that Ben has made in the last couple of weeks. 
and probably the ones that will come to mind will be the ones where he did move from the pocket or he did get exceptional pass protection and he stood in there and waited his turn, waited for somebody to get where he needed them to be. Very early in the season when we were all worried about, and and rightly so, his deep balls being inaccurate, we were also confused that they were being overthrown because it would have been a lot easier to just say, well, he's an old man coming off an elbow uh, surgery and he's under throwing the ball. But he was overthrowing. He was missing to the left or to the right. And Ben, by his very nature, and I can confirm this in watching him in countless practices this year alone, isn't the type to do that unless something else is up. And in this case, I think it's, to a degree, a lack of confidence in his offensive line. He knows these guys aren't getting the push on the run block. And he can praise them all he wants about the pass blocking, but the fact of the matter is he's still got the fastest release time in the NFL at 2.37 seconds. I mean, he's just getting it and ripping it. That's not a pass protection thing. That just means he's not available to be sacked. He can stand in there. He can, not, not to a dumb extent, not getting hurt. But he can extend the play a little bit, a little bit. He's not, you know, a statue back there. He's not old Ben, but he's not old Ben either. We've seen him be able to move. Here's what he had to say, by the way. You'll be interested in this uh, regarding the national report over the weekend from CBS Sports uh, about the Steelers being allegedly, quote, gravely concerned about his knees um yeah i mean i'm i'm 38 years old i played football for 17 years um i've had multiple surgeries but uh, i saw that report i don't know where it came from um i think it was one that said that the steelers were concerned i I would love to know who that was or who told them because uh the week before uh the washington I, i definitely was having issues with my knee um landed on it had a you know something going on but other than just an old knee and arthritis. Um, my knee actually feels really good this week, especially like I feel good after playing on an artificial surface. Typically, um, that's another issue that, that makes it just kind of ache. But um, after the last week, it, it feels pretty good. So that report to me is just uh, one of those phony kind of things that people sometimes want to make up. So I, I actually feel pretty good. Okay, see, that's good. That's good. That helps. You want to make people feel better, feel more confident about the Steelers, let them know that the quarterback is okay, that he's just toughing it out late in a regular season as you would any other year, but in this case, also being 38 years old. That corroborates everything that we've heard at DK Pittsburgh Sports, and it corroborates the Steelers' actions way more importantly, meaning, you know, Ben is practicing and Ben is playing. Hence, no grave concerns. But he needs to show everyone, uh, most importantly his teammates and the people within the Steelers, uh, if there's going to be a spark, if there's going to be a bounce back, a rebound, uh, a reset for this team, it has to begin with him. 
That doesn't mean that everything that's gone wrong is his fault. It just means that he's the best equipped to turn this negative situation into a positive. And I'm going to underscore it one more time, at least today. I might underscore it about a hundred more times between now and when we get to Cincinnati. And that's this. Throw the ball downfield. Relentlessly. I don't care if you go three and out all night long. The Steelers can't progress as a football team without being able to do this. This is exactly the opponent you want to do it to. When we come back, just one question. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question, and that's always brought to you on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg Garbett, Kelly & George, or LGKG. LGKG helps people who have been hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been AV-rated. That's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legal ability and ethics. And they've been designated super lawyers, capital S, capital L, for over 15 years. That's a rare distinction in the legal industry. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. You can also learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's Just One Question comes from Greg Church, who asks... Absolutely love the podcast and everything about... Okay, I'm reading past the part where he says nice things about the podcast. Greg says, The injuries for the Steelers have begun to pile up. Outside of, obviously, Ben or TJ Watt, who would be the player they could least afford to be without? The easy answer here is to come up with the next best player, you know, so I could say, you know, Cam Hayward or I could say Minka Fitzpatrick. 
I'm not going to do that. I'm instead inclined anytime this sort of question comes up to look at the depth chart and to ask what would replace that player who goes down and what is the specific importance to that player in this scheme. And I'm going to drop a strange response on you here. At least you might see it that way. That's Chuksokorafor. Stay with me here. Stay with me. I bring this up mostly because Chooks actually did have that ankle injury the other night in Orchard Park, and hardly anyone even mentioned it, talked about it, fussed over it. Oh, no, Chooks is hurt. Ask yourself, ask yourself who backs up either tackle. The answer to that is Gerald Hawkins, who is not anyone's answer at either tackle. Um, I like Gerald and everything else here. This isn't some sort of cheap shot. He is not a starting tackle. And for a team that already has issues, uh, grave issues, to use the CBS sports term of the week, with run blocking, but also isn't nearly as good at pass blocking as seems to be the common perception as I was getting at in the first segment, if you lose either tackle, I mean, just pull the plug. You know? Now, why pick Chooks over Alejandro Villanueva? First of all, Chooks is having a better season. He's been sturdier, more reliable. Um, that goes double, triple, heck, maybe tenfold when it comes to the run. The Steelers deliberately don't run to Villanueva's side. If you see some of the analytics on that, it's jarring. It's jarring. Uh, they are going to have some big, big issues, this football team's front office, coming up this offseason as it relates to the offensive line. Uh, these guys collectively are standing on their last legs. Uh, not all of them, obviously. Some of them are you know, really young. Kevin Dotson's a rookie. Chooks is young. Uh, Zach Banner would be back. He's young. But this team's really, really gasping for air on the offensive line. And if you were to lose tackles, that would impact what little of the running game is there. But way scarier than that, you'd be putting your franchise quarterback in jeopardy. Um, that's my answer. It might not be the one you thought of. Uh, but that's that's where I'll go with it, and I'm sticking by it at least until I change my mind the next time it's asked. Thanks so much for the question. That's good stuff, Greg. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll have one more show this week tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. 
your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.